0: Mermaids, have you seen any mermaids? Oh, yeah, no, we see mermaids all the time. We invite them up to drinks. (laughs) What about (laughs) Loft Nest Monster? Wow. I didn't see that in Scotland. I did not see it in Scotland. I was a little bit disappointed.
1: What kind of stuff do you get in this podcast? Dream interpretation astral travel, reincarnation, self-care, and so much more. Hi, this is Bernadette, and I'm the host of Spirituality and Self-Love in the Modern World podcast. Please do not forget to share this episode to Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and subscribe as well. Okay, kisses to everybody. (kisses) And take care of
0: yourselves. Bye. Hey, it's Yara Duggan from Below Deck Sailing Yacht here. And I'm chatting with spirituality and self-love in the Modern World Podcast. Yay! For
1: some reason, right now, there is more delay after we start recording, right? Don't you feel that? I don't actually see any delay at all. Really? Hmm, maybe it is just mine. All right, Ciara, I'm I'm so (laughs) glad to see you because I know it took a few times for us to reschedule. We finally got it together. Finally, we're here. (laughs) How
0: is life after Below Deck? What are you up to? I'm currently living in Miami Beach. Um, Yeah, I'm just, I'm hanging out here. I'm doing freelance work. Um, I'm working on a website at the moment. Um, so more details on that soon. but yeah, no I'm just I'm just kind of taking a little break, slowing down and enjoying life really. When you mention freelancing, what does that mean in your world? Um, it means that I basically choose my jobs and I am not living on any one boat. I'm not committed to any one boat. So I do, you know, a few weeks here, a few weeks there, and I can be a lot more picky with um, my, you know, day rates, how much I get paid, um, you know, my time off. If I decided don't want to work for a week, I just don't work. I just don't take any jobs. Um, And I get to kind of pick and choose which programs I want to work with.
1: When it comes to freelancing, do you repair boats?
0: Um, no, I pretty much stick to uh, chief stew, soul stew, or even like chef stew kind of roles. Um, I just, I, like I said, I pick and choose which jobs I want. So at the moment I'm working as a soul stew and kind of the chef on board uh, just because they don't have anyone cooking, so. And you don't live on the boat, right? I do, I live on the boat when we're at it Trips. But while the boat's staying in the dock or if it's in a marina, then I get to go home every night, which is amazing.
1: (laughs) And how long is your longest boat for the past couple of
0: months? Since COVID? Um, It was since COVID? Yeah. Three days? Um, No, the longest. um, I was on one boat here in Miami for about five months. And then that was kind of more of a permanent gig. And then after that, um, when I left that job, I decided to go freelance. Um, so, the longest I've been on a boat since then is actually this trip coming up. Um, I'll be on there for about a month. And then who knows what happens after? In Florida? <laughs> it, no, Bahamas and Turks and Caicos. Oh, yeah. You mentioned that you're going to the Caribbean. Yeah. So, this <laughs> is
1: the position, and you are the chief stew for this one. What are you? What I just sold stew
0: it's only there's only three crew on board it's a smaller boat um so it's just the captain the mate and myself um so I'm actually filling two roles I'm doing the cooking and the stew uh the stew like the stew jobs all the housekeeping and service and a bit of everything really
1: (laughs) how come so how come you were a deckhand on below deck
0: um captain glenn actually decided to put me on deck um for the show because I knew because I have worked on deck before, uh, so I did have like that knowledge to be able to take it and run with it because it is a sailboat. there's a lot more um, there's a lot more of a technical aspect involved. It's not just shamming and you know keeping the outside of the boat clean. you have to know what you're doing. Um, so I think with so many new crew coming on for the season anyway, um, Glenn was just more comfortable having me working on deck and you know he had faith that I knew what I was doing because I've done a lot of sailing before
1: <laughs> okay so I know that you and Captain Glenn and Paget knew of each other before coming on the show and the other cast do you know how they got on the show were they did they approach them on social media did they send in a resume do you know how that happened
0: um, I don't really know how the rest of the cast ended up on the show. I mean, I assume through the normal casting process. Um, they do, they do put out notices like in some of the yachting groups, that like, "Hey, we're looking for cast for the season of Below Deck. You know, must have all your certificates. Um, you know, send your CVs to the casting agent, whoever's posting." Well, mine and Paget's was a lot different because we were already on the boat, um, and we'd actually already met the producers maybe a year before um, when they were looking at sailboats to use for the show. They came on and toured Parsifal, um, actually at a boat show while they were filming, I think season four of The Med. So they were nearby anyway. Um, So we ended up meeting the producers way back then. Um, So for us, it was like a little bit different um we still had to go through like the zoom calls and they basically just have you chat with different people and different people making decisions and they just they want to know about you they want to know about your life and how you work and just kind of some of the more interpersonal things about you
1: were you surprised when you found out that the people looking for a boat was from below deck were you excited Um,
0: have you seen it before I'd seen the show before and like I have a few friends who've already been on the show so I already kind of knew what it was about and Glenn told us who was coming on board because we always um, at the time we were doing broker showing so we always had different people touring the boat and we needed to know who they were with um, you know and kind of for us to be able to show them the most relevant things about the boat that they needed to know if they were looking to charter it or if they were looking at you know a client buying it like all that kind of stuff. We, are, we already needed to know who was on the boat to know what they were looking for um, and, you know, just to get an idea of what they were looking for. Who did you know that was on Below Deck before? Um, I'm trying to think at the time. I want to say Joao was the only Below Deck crew member that we knew at the time. And then since then, of course, we've made friends with a lot more people. Is below deck well known in the yarding industry? That show, do people know about it? Yeah, you go you go into any crew mess on a yacht at any given time, and there's probably an episode of below deck on. Wow, I <laughs> bet I'm not surprised that there's more. There is there. I notice
1: in each season of below deck there there is always a very green person either a deckhand or somebody in the interior i yeah. wonder if they do that on purpose because when i rewatch below deck sailing yard i look at parker and i just feel so irritated <laughs> and it was so obvious that he never worked on a yard before i i i he never worked on a yard before right it's super obvious. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Yeah. He doesn't. He always said, like, oh, these people are so posh. It's not posh, dude. It's not about that. You just don't know that you have to. It's, it's, it's the normal posh. level of standard. You can't yeah. mingle with the gas holding your chamois, shamus. <laughs> I don't know what that what 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 that thing is called. That orange the thing. Chamois, the chamois. Yeah. I'm not in the industry and I get so irritated. And he... Every time he tried to, every time he tried to explain himself, the more annoyed I get because I know he knows he's just acting like, yeah. Oh, I don't know <laughs> why they're having so much problem with this, but I know he knows.
0: Yeah. No, I know a lot of it's probably just for screen time as well. Ah, I did not even think about I that. Don't know. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just guessing. <laughs> did they ask you, did they try to cook any drama with you at all? Um, yeah, I mean, of course they did. They tried to tell us like, if, you know, oh, if you and Padgett, you know, want to have some alone time in your cabin, just cover up the cameras like, but we're not idiots like there's still microphones in there. Oh, no, I did <laughs> not even think about
1: that. And you are not allowed to take off the microphones. Oh. How long no, in your no, mic? Might- you're
0: not allowed to touch the equipment and they, we, we can't even turn our own lights off. You're, you, like they have their own lighting that they control in the cabins. So every night before bed, like, I think, I don't remember who it was, maybe Hannah, somebody posted, maybe it was Kate, actually, somebody posted a video showing how it works. And you look, you wave, like get their attention on the little camera above the bed and you tell them, you know, cause they can hear you. You just say, Hey, I'm going to bed. Can you turn the lights off? And they'll nod the camera up and down. Like, yes, we acknowledge you. And then they turn the lights off. <laughs> but they're still watching, right? <laughs> if they turn the lights off, yeah, yeah, they're full night vision cameras. Night vision cameras. Do you yeah. feel like your privacy was violated at all? I don't think I can do it. Um, I mean, the thing is, you kind of know what you're getting into. You know, you're going to be on camera. And like I was there for the entire like setup process. So I knew where all the cameras were because I was helping them figure out where to run them and what they can take down and how to take the ceiling panel down and how to get behind this cabinet to run wires and whatever. So like I already kind of had an idea of what it was going to be like and how it worked. And it's just, you know, it's for six weeks and you just put up with it and just get through it really. Six weeks. Okay. So most seasons
1: that most seasons are six weeks. Uh, yeah, the filming time is always six on weeks on below deck. Gotcha. And how long after you
0: filmed it did, did the show make it on TV? Um, every season is different. Sometimes it's like I think the shortest, step, like the shortest season they ever aired was like twelve or fourteen episodes. I think ours was eighteen. Sometimes they're nineteen or twenty. Like it just depends on how much content and storylines they have.
1: What about, what about for you? Was it six, six months, one year after filming, after you wrap up production? Uh,
0: How I long ago say, was that, by the way? I don't even know. I want to say it was close to one year after we finished filming that they started airing it. Gotcha. So it was two or three years ago
1: that you, that you were on Below Deck? was it 2019 I think 2019 how come yeah. you, how come you're not on the new season
0: on the season two because it's not up to me oh <laughs> it's not up to you oh no they you only really get considered if um if they ask you back if they ask you to be back on the show yeah no you never know and it got to do with ratings and how well you know you're person did on the show like your character i suppose
1: who are you in touch with from the show apart from uh captain glenn and yeah um, i was gonna I'm see still- Paget, but i believe you guys are no longer a pair
0: no we broke up but we're still good friends we still chat on the phone every now and again and i'll probably see him on the east coast this summer so how long ago we're- we're did still- you guys break up uh back in december what that long ago how come we only hear about it now did you
1: just release this information recently uh
0: we really only announced it i think in march or april just you know we needed our own time to sort through things and process it yeah like we didn't we don't we were kind of very late to announce things anyway um you know I don't believe that everything needs to go on social media as soon as it happens. Yeah. I'm kind of like I'll post photos that are like six months old, just cause I'm like, I want to, I want to live in the moment, enjoy things, or, you know, be able to process things and then talk about it when I'm ready. And you know, the breakup was kind of the same thing for both of us. So. You know what's so funny? I thing. totally. <laughs>
1: I totally, I totally forgotten that you are a reality star, even though I'm asking you questions about below deck, which is why I was asking like, oh, how come I've only heard about this now when you broke up six months from now? Because usually my friends, when things like this happen, they update their social media really fast. Hey, everyone, just to (laughs) let everyone know we did a conscious uncoupling.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Did you know I mean, that like, word? Is that I how heard. you guys do it? I've never yeah. heard that word, but no. <laughs>
1: Wait, you're, you have not heard of conscious uncoupling before? No. It was a term <laughs> made popular by Gwyneth Paltrow because she and I forgot the name of the singer from Coplay, Chris Martin. Chris Martin. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Martin. So they were married and then they were going through a divorce or something. And so instead of saying that they're going through a, a divorce or going through a separation, she 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 made this term up called conscious uncoupling and it has been the buzzword ever since. Really? I've never yes. heard that before. Yes, it's it's <laughs> a thing you can you can uh, you can you can use it for your for your next breakup if there's a next breakup you can do a concert uncoupling.
0: <laughs> coupling that's so what? funny yeah i'm not i'm not really in the loop with like american pop culture <laughs> i'll be honest i don't understand a lot of what people talk about here
1: <laughs> well i pick it up from social media a lot yeah yeah or or from what's trending on twitter that's the only. Okay. That's 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 how I keep up with all the buzzwords lingo because I don't watch TV and I don't watch commercials. Commercials are annoying.
0: It's always
1: <laughs> it's always too chirpy. It's just always yeah. really extra loud. Then the rest of uh, the volume is always the whatever you're playing and yeah. what you're watching. Yeah, <laughs> I I mute all the commercials. <laughs> So you are, so you are still talking to Pad Padgett, and so you're not, so you're not dating anybody right now.
0: No, not at the moment. No, I'm uh, just, I don't know. I'm just enjoying my life right now and kind of seeing where things take me. And you know, I've gone on a few dates and whatnot. Like I'm on dating apps, but. Uh, I'm in also in Miami, and it's not really a great place to date. So,
1: <laughs> wait, how long more are you going to be in Miami? Because I do have some free points, I believe, and I wouldn't mind flying out to Miami. Wait, you say you're going to the Caribbean very soon?
0: Yeah, I leave on Thursday. Oh, that is really uh, quick. Of the Bahamas. Yeah, and then I'll be gone for a month, and then I'll be back end of July. Why did you and Paget? break up to be honest um <laughs> that i mean it's, it's kind of a lot of reasons um the main one was just kind of realizing that we we're on different pages and want different things and you know it wasn't like a violent breakup or anything like that it was it was actually pretty peaceful and it was just kind of like hey look this isn't working for me anymore you know okay well you know can't force somebody to be in a relationship so you know let's wish each other the best and I think we need to move on and oh, how old are you and how early. old is Padgett um I'm 23 I turn 24 next week and Paget, and 92 so I think he'd be 28 or turning 28 man
1: (laughs) you guys are only in your 20s for some reason i yeah you guys are very mature for your age you both are very old (laughs) though you are more of an older soul than um than uh than pageant you're very you're very independent and you like to do things yourself but that's also sometimes can be a bad thing because when you're too self-sufficient you can also tend to isolate and that feels a little bit lonely that's what
0: I get from you that's the gist not sure if I'm right or not yeah I just kind of see it as like anything that a partner can do for me I can do for myself so it's like if I have somebody in my life they need to be contributing positively and if I don't feel like it's going that way or if it just doesn't feel right you know I don't need anyone you know, I definitely want someone, but I like, I don't want to be reliant or dependent on them. And especially not, I don't want to, I'm not responsible for anybody else's happiness either. So it's like, if you can't handle your own emotions, don't look to me like that's your responsibility, just like my emotions are my responsibility. And that's kind of how I, that's kind of how I view relationships now. And it's. I intend on sticking to
1: that. <laughs> Me too. I, I have to really stop myself from being too involved with a person that is emo mm-hmm. to someone that is uh, too emotional, too melancholy, because that's not always necessarily healthy if that the other person is not showing signs that they're helping themselves for themselves and not for you. Because when somebody try to better themselves for you, they always end up what's that word? Resenting you.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. I don't even like I don't want to be I don't want to be responsible for anybody else having to change. And I don't want anybody else responsible for changing me.
1: I can't Even listen to sad songs for a long period of time anymore. Otherwise, I will get sucked into the emotion. Do you know this song Fading to You by Mazzy Star? Have you heard of them? Mm -mm. It's this song that is very, very melancholy. And every time I hear it, it really takes me back to that place where I will always listen to that song in loop because I was in that dark zone yeah and when I was depressed and I was starting to get better it was actually it was so it was it was kind of fucked up in a way because I know I was getting better I know I was starting to be less depressed but I miss the feeling of depression because that was what I was used to I don't know if that makes sense yeah that is it totally does it totally messed
0: up it's, it's actually like, that's kind of what I'm going to therapy for at the moment. Like I do, mm. I do online therapy through better health. You know, I try to mm. schedule a session a week, you know, I'm not necessarily depressed. Um, Like I'm actually really, really happy, you know, in my life and what's going on. And I think it's just good to kind of have somebody else check in and like bring you out of your box for a little bit and make you think about other things. And that's something that I've realized. By doing therapy, um, codependency is kind of what I'm dealing with right now, and Hmm. my therapist is like, she doesn't give me advice. She doesn't like say, "Oh, you need to do this. You need to do that." It's not that at all. It's more like think about what you want out of your life, and you know, try to have this mindset about things, and then kind of filter everything else through these certain filters. Um, you know, so it's more like mindset training and mm. making sure that you're like staying on top of your goals and what you want out of life. And one thing that I've, you know, fortunately learned a lot from her is, you know, not being responsible for other people's actions or emotions or feelings or, you know, anything else, because I'm very much like a people pleaser and part of being in the service industry, I guess, taking care of people. Um, you get used to doing that for everybody around you, and it's not necessarily healthy. It's it's draining, if anything. So. And this is a video call. Yeah, it's it's with the app uh, BetterHelp. Yeah, how does that process work? Did you get
1: because I went to uh, therapy before, so before BetterHelp existed, I used mm-hmm. PsychologyToday.com. I don't know if you heard of it. Okay, sort of it. yeah, I've so- heard of it. Yeah. So it's it's like um they have a section where I guess you can look for thera- uh, therapists. And I basically just put in my uh, local zip code, local San Francisco mm-hmm. zip code. And it it gave me the results of a bunch of pictures of therapists by my area. And I just picked the one that I most resonated with. I just used my my gut by the way i talk about this in my book intuition is your superpower everyone that is listening if you're interested (laughs) it's on amazon so i use so i gravitated toward her picture with you Mm -hmm. did you see a picture how did you pick your therapist hey it's bernadette i want to ask you some questions do you feel like your gut is sending you messages that you have no idea how to decipher how do you know when it is the right time to trust that little voice at the back of your mind or completely ignore it your intuition isn't the opposite of logic it's about embracing both the spiritual and the rational i am the author of intuition is your superpower and in this audiobook in this paperback and in this kindle ebook you will learn about what intuition is and what intuition is not. You will learn about how to master the art of using your right brain and your left brain at the same time. You will be able to tell the difference between intuition and fear and so much more, so much more, so much more. I cannot wait for you to check out my book on Amazon. It is only available on Amazon. Thank you so much for your support. It really does help my passion to help people feel less empty. Thank you again and
0: bye-bye. I didn't actually. I had one therapist for a little while and I just didn't really feel like we clicked. I wasn't really looking forward to my sessions or anything. Uh I was like... Kind of like I need to change something here because I want to look forward to this, and I want to feel like I'm getting something out of it. So I ended up actually, you know, choosing to go with another therapist. And I was actually being a little too picky and took too long to choose. So they assigned someone to me, and I don't like I don't really know how it works from that side. I don't know if they choose you or if BetterHelp just kind but of there's like. There's no
1: pictures. There's no pictures that you can.
0: There's no like any
1: categories. Oh, there are
0: no they are pictures pictures and they have like a little um you can go through and they they have their own thing they've written up about like what they specialize in and like Mm, how they can help you what they really are trained in and what they're really good at and you can go through and kind of filter through this stuff and you know they have other reviews written from people um about how their experience was with this person and you know they do have all that kind of stuff um I just didn't really I wasn't really finding anybody that I you know just clicked with right away do you have to deal with prostitutes
1: and escorts because there's a lot in the yarding industry
0: um can you always tell or no yeah pretty much um but like I haven't had to deal with too much of that um how can you tell Well you can just tell because most of them haven't been on a yacht before. Or you know, they just I don't I don't know really. Like you can just you can pick up different people's like energies and kind of Yeah, just like like, Parker, I guess.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just answered my own question. I'm like, dude, you're not getting
0: it. (laughs) Yeah, you can I don't I honestly like I don't know how you tell, you just do you just pick up like certain mannerisms and stuff or like sometimes it's just really obvious And like I know a lot of crew a lot of like chief stews who end up having to pay the girls like that's just part of their job is get them on pay them get them off
1: (laughs) so the person who hired the escorts do not want to have anything to do
0: with paying them just like okay here's the money chief stew they're pretty much just giving the cash and it's like you know, I'm I don't know not, I not know personally I haven't done that, but I right. don't want to deal with all that.
1: And so do these women leave before the boat dock? How does that, is that only for one night?
0: Does, uh, does, how does that happen? Do they charter for, I, I honestly don't really know, like, yeah, I, don't know I haven't are. had to deal with it that much, so I've definitely had guests on board that I'm kind of like, mm, pretty sure he's paying you, but I've been
1: reading to I, you know, Jeffrey Epstein. That's why I'm asking all these questions. Uh
0: yeah, no, that's that's definitely um, that's that's definitely prevalent in the industry. But
1: have you ever felt yourself in danger, uncomfortable, scared? Um, in what way? Like by people or scenarios? Yes. Mm-hmm, like and you're in a boat together and you have nowhere to go. Um, if they punch you, abuse you. No. Kill you. Is, there no police? Is there police on the boat? Do you have your own security for staff?
0: No, no we never have police. <laughs> you have other crew and you just kind of hope that like you're, you know, the, the men in your crew will step up for you if necessary. You know, like if anything happens, you usually just go to the captain or the first mate and, you know, either talk things through with them or ask them to deal with it. Or, you know, you'll have a lot more success that way.
1: Are the tips good? Because do they pay in cash, like how they show on below deck?
0: Uh, Sometimes they do. Sometimes they will... Uh, so we have what what you call an APA, which is an Advanced Provisioning Allowance. Um, they basically send a chunk of money for you to go and provision the boat with. Um, so you pay for all the food, you pay for any fuel, you pay for anything like extra that they've requested, such as flowers or magazines or just like anything extra that they want on board. They send you a chunk of money up front, and that's where you, you pay for these extra requests with or just, you know, the food for the boat. Um, sometimes at the end of a charter, if you have any of that money left over, if it's a considerable amount, like you always, either the, so I used to do this as well, um, working on smaller boats, sometimes I was doing all the accounting so I would, you know, I'd go over the APA with them at the end of the trip, Um, but it's usually the captain who does that. And, you know, they know how much money you've spent, what you spent it on, how much money's left. Um, And if it's a considerable amount, they will just say, okay, keep the rest of the APA, keep the rest of the money in this balance and give it to the crew as a tip. Um, and so then the captain already has access to that money and he'll just wire it to each crew member or, you know, just figure out what the easy solution is. Sometimes they will wire money, you know, a week or two after the charter, it'll come through. That's too late. Um, yeah. But you normally find out how much they've left for the crew, um, like when they leave the boat, they'll tell the captain, oh, I'm going to send them, I'm going to send the tips. It'll be this much for a crew member or. Is it always, you know, and you 20% kind
1: of, like the American service industry, 20%
0: of the total? Not necessarily. I mean, that's, you know, everybody. Unfortunately, a lot of brokers like to put in the charter agreements. They recommend a tip anywhere from five to 18%. Um, So you do have that issue where the brokers are advising them a lower percentage than really what's expected. Um, And if you have a good captain, they'll kind of counter that and they'll be like, "Mm, you can't be recommending that, Um, you know, because brokers take a considerable commission for booking charters. So it's like they're taking one percentage and then recommending that they give the crew, the actual people doing the work, a different percentage, Um, you know, So. That doesn't always go over well. Um, but sometimes they will just tip a lot because they had an amazing trip, and it's really it's up to their discretion how much they want to tip.
1: Have you met the owner of the possible possible? Is it possible or possible?
0: Possible possible Have you met the owner before? Yeah, yeah, yeah enough. I, I've met him many times yeah he's he's I've had done a lot of trips with him, and I worked on his other boat as well for a while, so. And so, how did
1: you? I know you got started because your parents bought a boat, and uh, bought a boat in America or in Spain?
0: They didn't buy a boat; they they traded it for a house. Oh, they (laughs) traded your house for a boat. Yeah, so it was like a real estate trade, and I don't know. My mom was on some website. A house in America, a house in Houston, Texas we wow, had a house so there interesting and she found some real estate trading website and it was you know you just kind of send in a request and you're like hey this is what i have It's, are you interested in this and they were interested in it because they actually had family in houston so they were like fuck yeah take the boat we want the house in houston and it was just a straight across trade it just worked Do out just the value you remember the name of this website? And i want to say it's like ree.com like real estate exchange, I think is what it stands for. And
1: your parents felt safe using that website and transacting on it
0: from far away. Well, you just send the initial request, and then everything else you do in person, like with lawyers and like all the official transfer stuff. I guess, like, oh wow, so it is like lot selling of a house, basically. Oh yeah, it took it took a year, year and a half to finalize everything.
1: Gotcha. Not as easy as it initially sounds. So I want to. This is my address in Houston. Yeah. This is my boat on, in Spain. Let's trade.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, there's there was a lot of paperwork involved. And so you
1: were in you were you were in Spain, and then you got the boat, and that's how you met Paget. And so how did you end up in the yarding industry
0: through Paget? <laughs> what was your first uh, professional position? Um, my first position was actually on a twenty-seven meter classic sailing yacht that used to belong to Frank Sinatra. And what do you do there? Um, that was my stop. very first position. Huh? What do you do there as your first position? Um. So Paget actually hired me as a day- as a what? Day worker because he was working on the boat as, as a um, worker, so just like a worker so I was just working for the day just for cash um he was already working on the boat but he was the only crew member so he had a lot of stuff to do outside he was varnishing repairing things and you know getting the outside ready and they didn't have anybody on the inside and they didn't want to hire anyone on the inside so Paget, being the delegator that he is was like fuck it I'll pay you out of my own money to come and help me out so he ended up paying me to come and do all the cleaning, the laundry, like just to get the inside of the boat ready. Cause he was kind of like, I don't really know what to do. Like, I don't, I don't know how the towels need to be folded and displayed. I don't, you know, he's like, it's not my job. So <laughs> he was like, I'll pay you out of my own money to come and give me a hand just to get the job done.
1: <laughs> what are the steps to becoming a cheap stew? How long does it take? What kind of certification?
0: Um, it doesn't really take much certification. It's more like, it's more like just physical skills that you have. And it depends on how how motivated you are as well. Like some, some girls don't want to be a chief student. They're happy working as a junior and then a second. Yeah. Just like some, some girls just don't want the responsibility. They just want to work and get paid a decent wage. Um, (laughs) I kind of got tired of, I had a couple of really bad experiences with chief stew's, so it, it, that's kind of what pushed me to do it. And I think I did it within three years of being in the industry. And I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm I'm not working under anyone else again." And I don't want anybody else to go through the same experience that I've had to. So I was just like, "Fuck it, if you know, if she can be a chief stew, there's no reason I can't be a chief stew." So I worked my way up and. I just, just did it. And I'm naturally a very take charge person. I'm very organized I'm very like detail oriented. I love making my lists and knowing what everybody's doing and that they're doing it well. Um, and I'd already had a lot of training up to that point, um, you know, regarding detailing and how things need to be done. Um, so I just kind of pretty much said, fuck it, I'm just going to do it.
1: <laughs> what is the nastiest thing you have to clean up? on
0: boat oh do you really want to know yeah <laughs> um you end up cleaning up a lot of used condoms um <laughs> I've i didn't even to... think about that i was thinking about
1: shit like diet diarrhea but yeah used condoms whatever. yeah
0: this that that's kind of a normal everyday thing when somebody asks like oh what do you do for a living i'm like i clean up rich people's skid marks in the toilet
1: what about um, <laughs> what about
0: blood? Yeah, the nastiest thing I think I've had to clean was making a bed and finding like used pads in the bed sheets and stuff. I know, I don't get it either. <laughs> you find some weird things left in weird places. I'm just going to say that.
1: <laughs> I don't think I have your patience. <laughs> My face, especially, I don't have a good poker face. That's why I yeah. can't be an air stewardess. Because if I say, we yeah, know, have I just chicken, only beef. And then you ask me again, hey, do you have chicken? My face, I can't hold it together. You can see yeah. through my face that I'm annoyed.
0: Yeah, no, I, that's something I've definitely spent a lot of time working on. Because uh, I naturally have a resting bitch face. But then, you know, as soon as you step through that doorway, stew faces on I and can't. doesn't matter how ridiculous it is But you, you can't you, you see like, you can't control it i can't that's why
1: i like wearing the
0: mask you see it's so
1: easy you don't have to wear any makeup people don't recognize you people are not yeah. hollering
0: at you <laughs> i i still get recognized in public though even with the mask so that's really? not 100% it's your thing hair <laughs> it's apparently it's my eyes is what i've been told as well and you and you have that angelic, angelic look about you. <laughs> I don't know about
1: that. Hey, do you have any paranormal encounters on boats before?
0: Um. Supernatural. Yeah. Okay, tell me, yeah. tell me. <laughs> okay, so I did actually have one really weird experience okay, okay. Uh, recently, in, recently when I was in Scotland. Okay. Yeah, when I was in Scotland working on the boat there, um. And I don't know what this means, but it freaked me out. <laughs> um, I was having an issue with my light. And I think it was, I want to say it's a wiring issue, you know, to make myself feel better. But it kept turning on every time I turn it off. And so I'd go over there I'd have to like wiggle the wires around and I get it to turn off and stay off. And after a while it worked. Um, but I, you know, got ready for bed and everything and then I had to get up go turn my light switch off and get back in bed totally fine normal I didn't see anything um next morning I get up and there's black x's all over my wall (laughs) it really freaked me out I wanted to cry I was just like what is this did you take a picture like and I I did yeah oh yeah and I literally tried to recreate them with everything in my room I was like maybe I like walk past with a jacket or something there were black X's. like you can't mistake it and you can't make it up either
1: how you long know? So ago I was this
0: like ah back in September wow that's very recent what else what else well that was it I was just I was really freaked out and you were alone I in the room with everything I possibly could I've tried like all my yeah, yeah it was it was my own cabin I wasn't sharing with anybody you have been living in that cabin uh, uh, oh, a yeah. times I was in before and nothing happened. And then just that. Yeah, I was in that cabin for the entire trip. Wow. Yeah. So that really freaked me out. I tried recreating it with everything I possibly could. Every zipper, button, you know, any like any object in my cabin. And I was like, maybe I just brushed up against the wall. Maybe I like, you know, did something that made this mark. And I could not make that mark again. And I couldn't hardly get it off either. It, it was like it took a lot of scrubbing and a lot of products to get that off. Mermaids, have you seen any mermaids? Oh, yeah, no, we see mermaids all the time. We invite them up to drinks. <laughs> what about <that> lost <laughs> mess monster? Wow. I didn't see that in Scotland. I did not see it in Scotland. I was a little bit disappointed. You were you <laughs> were you in a situation where you were afraid that you were gonna
1: be tumble and sea by 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 the ocean cuz i can't even swim so that terrifies me
0: um yeah i've been in a lot of bad weather um yeah. crossing the atlantic so i've crossed the atlantic 3 times and every single time you end up in random squalls and they're just like storms that come out of nowhere they pass they're super super intense for a few minutes and then they're gone but like the last crossing that i did um from spain to antigua um There were a few times we literally had waves come up over the back of the boat, rush through the cockpit and out the other side. (laughs) I've definitely been in some bad, bad weather. And
1: your (laughs) emotional state then was just trying to be calm?
0: Um, I'm kind of used to it now, but I used to get really freaked out by it in the beginning. I think it would be really freak out too. now you are, that
1: is just how I, how I, how I die. What time <laughs> is it over in Florida? It's starting to get really dark. I can tell. It
0: is. Yeah. It's
1: 8.30. 8.30. It is 5.21 right now. Wow. I really enjoy talking to you. I really, how long are you going to be out of uh, the country again? One month? Um, probably a month. Yeah. A month. Okay. Now that I have your email address. I want to talk to you a little bit more to see if you're going to be, if you're going to be in Florida this year. Yeah, no, I'll be back in Florida
0: when I get back.
1: Yeah, because I would love to talk <laughs> about the red pill stuff in person more.
0: <laughs> yes, Yeah, no, for anyway, sure. Let me know if you're going to be out here.
1: Is marijuana legal in Florida yet? I don't know. I'm not sure yeah because it's legal in california and right now in new york they 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 have it legal
0: for um uh, i know that i smell it a lot walking down the street so i'm thinking maybe it is but i don't really know okay that is good (laughs) to know that is that is no i do smell it a lot i just i don't know if it's legal and also (laughs) the place where you're in miami Miami Beach so will they be so will they be like things to do if I do go oh 100 percent. that's that's why I convinced my mom to move here rather than like Miami Miami because I was like we're gonna have way more fun living here in South Beach than anywhere else <laughs>
1: so I always travel alone and I tend to go to cities because there's m- much more stuff to do
0: so yeah yeah, no, there's so much to do. You could literally do something here every single night and make friends and oops. Oh, okay.
1: okay. So I would try to contact you in two months. I don't know. You might even you might not even remember me then, but I would try.
0: I would try to coordinate.
1: I need somebody to talk with, Bill with. You don't understand.
0: <laughs> with like a with like you know with a cocktail or something you know, yeah yeah. No, we'll, well, when we get here, we'll go for cocktails. Yeah, can maybe get you get have more
1: paranormal stuff after you go to Caribbean.
0: Oh, please don't say that. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's
1: <laughs> gonna be too scary. <laughs> too scary for you. What
0: <laughs> is the name of the I know You're you trying to freak out now. I can't say. Oh, okay. That's i can't say it's private
1: i'm hoping that you can get a below deck sailing yard again one day
0: i know me too yes me too. especially dream. now that i'm single i think it'd be a lot more fun
1: say that again <laughs> yeah with single yeah then you can uh, hook yeah. up with, there's more yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: <laughs> it will be a different it will be a totally different experience because then you can go out and party
0: and meet other people. It's a different yeah. experience. Yeah, well, I'm young. I would love to do the show again. Just now as like a different person, not in a relationship. I think it'd be so much more fun. <laughs> yeah. And also Georgia will not be on the show.
1: Well,
0: I have no issues with Georgia personally. <laughs> do you talk to her still? Ah! Uh, not really that often. Um, I don't, to be honest, I don't really talk to anybody but Glenn, Paget, and Jenna from the show. Ooh, how is Jenna? Jenna's good. Jenna's really good, actually. Um, you know, she's she's in a very good place right now. And Is she in the United States? She is, yeah. Yeah, she's actually, her boat was in the same shipyard as my mom's boat. So I didn't realize I went to go help my mom at work one day, and... Jenna's like, "Oh my God, where are you?" And I was like, "Well, I'm here in Fort Lauderdale." She's like, "My boat's right next to yours. I'm gonna come over
1: (laughs) if she's single and you're single, you know. Well, that could be Captain Glenn is single.
0: This is an all single crew. Oh, that would be nice, actually. Well, Jenna, Jenna and I talked about like, hey, why don't I get a Canadian passport? You get an American passport. You want to get married?"
1: this it will be the easiest time to do it right now if you if you really want to do it the next couple of years this will probably be be the time for it
0: what was that sorry you cut out
1: oh I said it's getting so dark now that you have to turn on the light on your side
0: yeah yeah no I've I had to turn my brightness up a little bit (laughs) what is the weather like right now in the 70s um
1: probably more in the 80s upper oh, 80s it's been so hot and humid oh my goodness I might be staying in the hotel most of the time if I'm in the sun for too long I get dizzy
0: <laughs> you have no problem with that yeah. staying in the sun for too long um in, I try to stay out of the sun most of the time clearly like I'm still very pale um and I wear sunscreen every day uh but it's like I have beach days, but like yesterday, I went to the beach and I went with giant tent that he puts up. <laughs> and that was like the ultimate beach day. You have such an <laughs> interesting life. From, from, my point,
1: from my point, from my point, of view, it really looked like you are living life to the fullest. I am You're so young. I, am. I just cannot believe it, and you have so much more in front of you. <laughs> Unbelievable! Unbelievable. Yeah. All yeah, right, no, I I'm don't just... want to take up your time any more than I already than I already did. <laughs> Thank you very much. No, it's been, it's really been been so great chatting with you. you. I really do. Hey, you I too. Really you really too. Do. I
0: didn't. I mean, the, we've been on here for an hour and a half now, and it kind it of only feel feels like, like, it's been like half an hour.
1: Does not feel <laughs> like it. <laughs> I haven't been able to have that kind of conversation in a while. Like actually being able to say the ones that we speak about before. (laughs) All right. Bye. 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 Thank
0: you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you for chatting with me. No, it's been fun. It's been fun. Bye, angel-looking person. Bye. (laughs)
1: what kind of stuff do you get in this podcast dream interpretation astral travel reincarnation self-care and so much more Hi, this is Bernadette and I'm the host of Spirituality and Self-Love in the Modern World podcast. Please do not forget to share this episode to Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and subscribe as well. Okay, kisses to everybody and take care of yourselves. Bye!